Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most exciting time of the week, impacting life 24-7. Hey, this is your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from the High Definition Studios of Impactville, along with my co-host, Mr. Mike B. And we are closing out the week with a great, 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 momentous occasion. And that is, as you know, bringing somebody to your virtual living room on Impacting Life 24-7. And as we say with everyone we have, it doesn't matter if we just reach one person. If we reach that one, then our job is done. And you know, Mike and I had the privilege to a couple days ago, meet a very, very special person that we're going to introduce you to tonight. Dr. Tamara Beckford is wife, mother, and board certified emergency room physician who attended medical school in Newark, New Jersey, and trained in emergency medicine in Philadelphia. Dr. Becton has more than a decade of experience working in emergency rooms across the country. Most recently, she has been on the front lines battling COVID-19 in Houston. Dr. Beckford has a passion for health and wellness and has produced hundreds of videos on social media to inform and empower the public in managing their health. She is the founder and CEO of You Are Caring Docs. And I can't wait to tell y'all about that. You Are Caring Docs helps busy professional women take an active role in their health and wellness by putting themselves first for two hours per month of lessons, discussions, support, and Dr. Bedford is at the tip of the spear of this whole thing. She is also the host of Docs Who Care podcast. I can't believe we got a podcaster with us tonight, y'all. And Dr. Bedford interviews doctors from all around the world to discuss common medical conditions in a fun, easy to understand way. Dr. Beckford is active on all social media platforms and she is really making a difference in the world. Well, let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, I know some of you would probably get a little intimidated, right, Black? They would get intimidated when they see we've got a doctor on the show, but she's coming to stir you guys up and inspire you young ladies out there to realize that you can put yourself first. So Get your coffee, strap yourself in. Welcome to our virtual studios, Dr. Tamara Beckford, all the way from Houston. Put your hands together. Welcome, doctor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> wow, what a wonderful introduction. That's that's kind of the result we're looking for, doctor. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We can only continue to rise. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much, doctor. And uh, we are we are so delighted to have you on Impacting Life 24 seven on our in our virtual studios. But, you know, in our global audience where our, our podcast is heard around the country and as well as around the world in 30 other countries that listen to Impacting Life 24 seven. I told you this the other day. I said, man, mm -hmm. doctor, your your mission and what you're doing can impact somebody's life. That sign behind me, impacting life, is like, listen, we're, our mission here is to impact one life one day at a time. So doctor, we're ready to get busy. So we only have a short amount of time with you. So let's get, let's get right to it. Can you tell the people, because I know how to contact you, but many of my listeners will need to know, how can they contact you? What are some of your, uh, your social media, your website? Give us all of that information. 
Oh, wonderful. So I am available on all social media platforms as the Your Caring Docs. That's the U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. So if you'd love to find me on um, Instagram, I am on Facebook. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, you can do the Your Caring Docs, or you can look for me by name, Tamara Beckford. I have a wonderful podcast, as you mentioned, which is our Docs Who Care podcast. So if you would like to find me, I'm also available on our Apple and iTunes. So that's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. A wonderful society is there for us women, as I mentioned, and you know, you mentioned it. And of course, we're going to get even deeper into all of that later. And that's yourcaringdocs.com slash society. Awesome. Again, so Greg, who is always Johnny on the spot, you got to meet him a few minutes in the pre-show as we were getting our makeup together. Uh, Greg has the get all of that on there. You are carrying docs, uh, and I want everybody to go there right now. You are like you, letter U, are carrying docs.com. You, the letter U, are carrying docs.com. And, and I was privilege to have some free time i squeezed out a few hours to devote to preparing for the show as we do every day and i said Mm -hmm. wow this is an amazing presentation that dr beckford has for us um so now in addition to your platforms and i know them all and you've just now shared them with our audience tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about yourself introduce yourself uh let's see if you can beat that introduction i gave you tell us a little bit about (laughs) dr beckford now we're doing one on one. I feel like I'm at a like on the basketball court. <laughs> Let's see if I can do a slam dunk. Yes, ma'am. At five one. Okay, so I'm five one. So that'll be a little bit challenging. So right. we'll start off there. I am originally from Jamaica, the West Indies. So I'm a Caribbean queen. <laughs> I was um, raised in New Jersey. So my family moved from the islands and he moved to New Jersey, um, went to medical school in North New Jersey. Um, like you said, I did training in Philadelphia. And after training, I moved to Houston, Texas, where I've been here for almost like 13 years at this point. And as we mentioned, I do emergency medicine. So that's my full-time gig. That's where I'm taking care of all our people here in the Houston area. And um, I do, and I am the founder of Your Caring Docs, which we'll get into, you know, helping to really spread um, that taking time to yourself, women, it is okay. Everything else will not fall apart if you at least dedicate two hours to yourself per month for health and wellness. Well, that's powerful, and uh, what a what a tremendous story! You know, uh, before I know you got your question, Mike, and and I just had to interrupt for one second because mm-hmm. you know she said the the H town word, right? She said she yes. said H town, and yes. as yes. and and as many of you already know, mm-hmm. we are trans we are transferring our global. <laughs> headquarters from Impactville, USA to Houston, uh, hopefully in the year 2023. And so that will be when my last kid graduates. So when I found out that she was from Houston, I'm actually tagging some of our Houston friends now and telling them to get up with Dr. Bedford. Uh, yes, I, I knew that this was going to be a great match because Houston is, is, is my new second love now. Absolutely. Looking forward to getting you down here. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
So, uh, Doctor, what uh, if you were to speak to some of the listeners in the audience, um, mm-hmm. um, just give them some quick advice, you know, those that may be wanting to become a doctor or go in the medical field, mm-hmm. speak to them tonight and just give them some nuggets of wisdom that I know you have. Absolutely. So entering into any field, but even into the medical field, it requires a lot of tenacity. Now, one of the misconceptions that a lot of people have is that if I am a student and I love the sciences, and this is something that I truly want to do, and I did not get all A's in undergrad, then I have lost that opportunity to become a doctor. Mm. Not true. You know, so if you are in undergrad at this time, and this is something you want to do, you're in your first year, you're in your sophomore year, which is your second year for those who are in the international world, Um, you know, and things aren't going exactly the way you planned. You might be dealing with some challenges, especially um, if you're in the, the science sections. Maybe you did not have a strong foundation while you were in high school. All is not lost. So I am here as a testament to that, you know? So I started off and I did not have straight A's. So I'm one of those people, I call myself the cream rises to the top. So you might be bubbling (laughs) underneath the surface the first two years. And then maybe you become a little bit stronger as a student. But as long as you keep your focus and understand what and why you're doing it, you can make it. Now, there are a couple other things that you're going to need. You're going to need a mentor. You need um, someone who has been through what you're going through. And then you need to keep your eye on the prize. Mm. You know what it is that you want to accomplish. It's okay. You know, be like a lotus leaf, right? Fall and you tilt, but you bounce right back up and continue moving forward. So it's definitely possible. Um, A couple additional things that I would also implore, which might be a little bit more challenging now, um, so I'm not sure, which is to explore and see how you can um, actively be around the people with whom you're, with the careers that you're trying to attain. It might not look like what you think it does. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I've told this story behind like initially I'm a doctor now, but initially I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. And, you know, I was able to do a summer program to explore the career. And unfortunately, when I was um, shadowing the person who was doing that particular career, it didn't mesh. It wasn't what I thought it would be. And so I had to change routes. And I said, let me try again the next summer to shadow a doctor. And lo and behold, I said, well, this is it. So you might have your mind set on something, but it's not until you give yourself a chance to get at least a little experience in it to to really solidify within you that that is what you want to do. So I would really, really um, have someone take that time, apply and see if there are any programs out there that will allow you to shadow and for you to get an idea if this is truly what you want because it requires hard work. And it's during the time when you go back and think about your initial reason is to doing this. That's what gets you through the hard times. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Doctor, that again, thank you for that answer. You're tuning in to Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, and co-host, Mr. Mike B. Our guest tonight is Dr. Tamara Beckford, and you can find her with her wealth of information and how she's really changing the world around her at youarecaringdocs.com. Uh, That's the letter U, the letter R, caringdocs.com. I would love for all of our audience right now to stop what you're doing, put that, put them beans and rice and potatoes down, and go to that website. I want you to connect with her. That's one of the things that we really uh, implore our people to do is connect with our guests because guess what? We bring them here for you. And and you give you gave us some really good insight on that journey uh that that you took at first i remember you said they had you when you were trying to decide if you wanted to be a um a pharmacist pharmacist. yeah they had you down in the basement filing papers you was like uh. yes and that was it it was like okay you know and what i mentioned is and this is why it's so important for those who really want to um get into a career to get a little bit of an exposure so I said, I wanted to be a pharmacist. I applied to the program that was so excited. Right. I mean, this is awesome. I'm 13, 14 years old. I'm at a hospital. I think they might've even given me a white coat. I'm oh, like, you were done. You were done then, weren't oh, you? <laughs> absolutely. No one couldn't tell me anything. Right. And so when I went and I shadowed that pharmacist who was thinking, what am I going to do with a 14 year old who hasn't done chemistry? She hasn't done pharmacology. She has no idea really what, how am I going to get her to help me? Um, mm, let's have her file some of these medical records. And at that time, the pharmacist department was in the basement mm-hmm. of the hospital, <laughs> some filing medical records, paper charts, man, man, like manila envelopes. Think of that <laughs> with medical records that are nine to 10 digits long and they are, and I'm putting them in numerical order. Oh Lord. <laughs> and that was my summer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Dr. Beckford said, well, the almost Dr. Beckford pre, 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 right. Dr. Beckford said, <laughs> I don't know if this is for me. I would love to interact and not, you know, and like I said, the right. next year I reapplied and I interacted, the doctor is talking to someone and I said, Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I like this, you know, and, but had I not had that exposure, which is what I implore all of you guys, I would have been working towards being that pharmacist and who would not have been happy. Right. Dr. Beckford. And again, she's with us tonight with my co-host Mike B here in the studios of Impacting Life 24-7. You can I would love for you guys to connect with her. I've tagged some of our Houston friends out there. So when I look down, ladies and gentlemen, do not think that I am not paying close attention. As you might know, I can multitask, even though multitasking is not a real thing. I'm doing it. Okay. So Dr. Beckford, you can connect with her at youarecaringdocs.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, caringdocs.com. And you're right. You're you with our goal initiative program that Greg and I ran several years ago for several school uh, districts. One of the things that we tried to key in on doctor was getting these young minds exposed. Like I would say, okay, what's the top five careers you want to do? And they would tell us, and then we try to get them connected to those. So now you being in emergency medicine, are are you actually in an emergency room? 
Absolutely. Oh my I goodness! See, my shifts on, on Wednesday morning. Well, see, that's good because then I don't have to rephrase my question because you know I'm just a layman, so I just want to make sure I'm getting get, getting you in the right place of what you do. What uh, is what have the dynamics been like for you, especially in the emergency room with uh, you know what we've been going through for the past twenty months? So. We're trying not to use the word, it's mm-hmm. the big scary C word. Right. She's still here. <laughs> Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Corona is still here. And the thing about um, the last two years is that we've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, right now, and the ups and downs, actually you can use as a moniker for two things, ups and downs in emotions mm-hmm. and ups and downs in the curve. Because Corona, she is... She is really, like we said, she's doing her thing on the viral side, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the emotional side. The first set of emotion that really came about was fear, especially with us working in the ER. Right. Why? There's this thing that we, we saw it coming from abroad, right? It's like, oh, it's in Europe. Oh, now it's coming over here. Okay, now mm-hmm. it's on this side of the United States. Now it's creeping over to this particular side. So we all saw it coming, but there was no way to stop it. Mm. So how do you not become afraid of something that you see coming and you do not know how to stop? Right. And that's number one. Number two, this is it. It's a respiratory virus. And it's causing a lot of destruction and people can't breathe. So when you saw them coming into the emergency room, I mean, they are like really having difficulty breathing. Their their fevers are high. Um, the first set, you know, down here in Houston, it was, it's kind of like a little bit of, we even saw it coming more because it hit the East Coast first, right? So in March, everyone was dealing with, and then it came down here by June. And we were like slammed out of the blue one day barely anything and then the next day patients all over the place you know we i intubated um patients i mean i'm talking about a husband and wife coming in together in their 60s you know and the husband is doing worse than the wife and um, i'm having to intubate which is basically placing the tube down that person's throat so that they can breathe it's kind of helping them to breathe because they can't do so on their own. Their lungs are filled with this fluid or the virus is causing a lot of scar. And, uh, um, you know, even some of these patients, they're pulling their tubes out and, you know, you're having to run back and intubate them because of, of course, this is an emergency situation. Right. They're unable to handle a lot of these things on their own. Now, in the ER, we had an influx. And even now, we're still dealing with uh, an influx of people. Now, they're um, at the point where we got to 2021, I think, you know, we were still dealing with this. Um, There was a point where we had a vaccine. And, you know, we thought like, oh, yeah, this is great. You know, I was one of the first docs in the country to get vaccinated and I documented it. I'm like, hey, you know, this is me getting vaccinated. Hey, this is me two days later. I'm not an alien. Like, you know, I think they were <laughs> you didn't turn green, right? <laughs> I didn't turn green. You know, as a matter of fact, I had no real side effects. Um, you know, so and I documented it and I started to try to produce information to try to help to 
ease the understanding with the public. You know, mm. if we're saying like, oh, this person's having pulmonary edema, uh, mm, what does that mean? They have fluid on their lungs and they can't breathe. You know, this is what it looks like. This is why it's so important for you to take care of yourself. These are some of the toolkits for right. you to keep at home in case you do contract this virus, you know? So I, I provided videos and tried to help people. Now, during that time within the um, system itself, for those of us who are on the front lines, we had to sit and think about like, is this it for me? You know, right. that's, uh, that is what I had to think about. I put together my will, my last will and testimony, uh -huh. because I mean, I have a three-year-old and I have a five-year-old, I have a husband, you know, my in-laws, my parents, but I need to ensure that they were okay, right? If anything happened to me, these are the plans. This is where I'll stay. This is what you guys would do. Right. You know, right. When I come home from work and you'll see a lot of us healthcare workers or those who work on the front lines, it doesn't matter. You didn't have to be directly a doctor or a nurse because we have environmental services. They're all there too on the front lines. Right. So we all have a plan. When I enter my home, I take off my clothes. I put it here that it's stay for a couple of days or some people are washing their um, that outfit or that scrubs the same day or they put it aside for three days and trying to let it settle and then wash it. But I don't just enter my home. Right. I mean, I have a decon plan. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. You know, so, well, so that, that's the reality of what we are facing I, I i would love to say to say what we were but right. we're still here well you know ladies and gentlemen who are tuning in to impact life 24 7 uh before mike asks his next question i just want to take a pause and uh thank dr beckford and all of our frontline workers for for what you are doing because we have been affected here on the east coast uh just as well as on the west coast and north coast and south coast uh it has been no respecter of persons but you know with your heart and your compassion and your love for people you still got up every every day and went into work uh, and so i'm very very thankful for that and for that we salute all of our frontline workers and dr bedford we truly do salute you thank you so much ma'am uh, yes, Dr. Beckford, uh, my question is, in the pre-interview, you told mm -hmm. us early on that you knew uh, that you were going to be a doctor. Can you tell um, those who may not know mm -hmm. what they want to do, um, just give them some advice and kind of guide them? Absolutely. You know, it's okay. I think that's one of the biggest myths out there is that we should have it all figured out by the time you're 18, 19 or at least by 21. <laughs> you know, as I really think about myself during those phases, you might not have it figured out, Matt. You might still be trying to figure out what's going on and what your likes and um, dislikes are. What are you being told you should do? It might not right. be something that you feel you're strong at or want to do. So I say it's a lot of exploration. Um, you know, even in the medical field itself, Whenever someone thinks about entering the medical field, the first thing they think about is a doctor mm -hmm. or a nurse. But there are so many other professionals within the medical field other than doctors or nurses. You know, you have the administrative portion of medicine. Um, you also have people who are helping us. So if I'm a doctor and I'm ordering a test, you know, if it's a blood work, 
it's done in the laboratory. So you have the laboratory portion of medicine, right? If I'm ordering an image, a chest X-ray, ultrasound, CAT scan, MRI, all of that is all part of the team. So respiratory therapy, my mom's respiratory therapist, you know? So there are so many different aspects in medicine and we're all working together to take care of patients. So it's good to know that not because you don't want to spend, I mean, it's like 10 or so years after oh. undergrad or even after high school, I should say, wow. to become a doctor, but you want to help and you want to care for people. There are other paths out there. So it's really exploring, you know, exploring what's available, exploring different paths. And I think exposure is important um, for us on this end to really expose the students, similar to what you said that you did with the programs mm -hmm. for these young students. Exposure is important. How will they know these other professions exist if they're not told about it? Right. You know, mm -hmm. the only thing they hear about is doctors and nurses. But there's so much more to healthcare. Well, you know that, that, and that's true. And and I, I was hoping that by bringing mm -hmm. Dr. Beckford on, that maybe she could give like me and Black an honorary doctorate. You know, we could just because <laughs> we hanging out with the doctor. Maybe after we're yeah, done. Yeah, let me finish drawing. This, you know what I'm saying? Because I I love <laughs> this. I love the way it sounds, Dr. C. L. King. Don't that sound powerful? I mean, that just like it absolutely. That does. dude is all to something with that title right there. It, but you're right. Again, uh, exposure is so important. And and I've said this on this show, Mike, that sometimes we create these societal benchmarks for our kids, right? Like, you know, you, you got to be, you know, every one of my kids drove at a different interval. Some of them I wish they had never driven, but that's another, that's another <laughs> subject, <laughs> right, Black? But, right. but you know, we say, okay, Cameron got his, his temps and was driving at 15, whereas Chris, who just is off serving in the, the United States Army band, Hua, he just got his driver's license before he went to boot camp at 18. So every every child, their benchmarks is different. And what Dr. Beckford said is so powerful is that, man, you may not have it all figured out. You, you may not. I mean, you remember like when we were just kind of like swirling about with the winds of, you know, change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, but I, the key word that she said there and Danny, we talk about this quite often is exposure and we want we want to make sure that that we are we are exposing our kids uh, and not letting them think that there's this it's all or nothing right you got to be a doctor or that's it or you got to be a nurse mm -hmm. or that's it um, right. I would I, I I would venture to say that she just elaborated that the the field is wide open with so many other choices right Black that's right and I think she mentioned something too in the pre-interview that I, I just remembered about how. Uh, bigger communities have opportunities like that. And uh, Chris and I were talking about how certain communities don't have that. And mm -hmm. that is just a shame that, you know, kids are just through no fault of their own locked out of those types of opportunities to explore that. So, Absolutely. you know, when you, when you said that, me and Chris were like, wait a minute, you guys got that, all that stuff. I don't have nothing like that around where we, around these parts for this right. part of the country that I'm aware of, maybe say bigger cities, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. man, that it's, it's kind of a shame that they miss out, the children miss out on that. Um, Absolutely. So. What we were talking about was the pipeline. Yeah, um, the pipeline so program. Right. A part pipeline. of a pipeline. Absolutely. And um, when I 
gave the story earlier about the exposure in um, wanting to be a pharmacist and then realizing, wow, this might not be for me, was really applying to some of those summer programs that was that um, was available for me um, living in Newark, New Jersey. At, at the time, it was UMDNJ, which is a long word. Everybody can't figure it out. <laughs> University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey, but it's now called Rutgers New Jersey Medical School. Ah, yeah. So um, okay. at the time, they had <laughs> summer programs. And I even remember prior to doing that program, I've done program, like I said, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Thought maybe it was going to be, I think it, the first program I did was at NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. And they had summer programs also for students who thought they wanted to do engineering or exposure to that. So it's really um, being aware that some of these programs exist. And um, I know there are a couple of these programs that are on some of the government websites and um, that you can look for. Like, I think they're there was a student of medicine and dentistry program that used to be um, available for summer programs for students. And it was availed for anyone. I think you had to probably been an undergrad and um, were thinking of going into medicine or dentistry. You can apply to the program. And um, there were sites at different parts in the country. And so that allowed for an additional set of exposure. So if you were living, say, in the South and you've never been to New York, one of, you know, or New Jersey, um, they hosted the program there and these students at that time were able to be housed and they uh -huh. went and yeah, they were exposed. They got, um, during the summertime, they were also given um, opportunities to learn um, some of the courses that will help them in the upcoming school year and get exposed to these um, careers. You know, some people wanted to be dentists and, you know, it just wasn't available in their area. So right. there are some of these programs that are out. I'm not sure if they're still available, but they definitely were back in the 90s when I was there. So, so again, you're, you're, thank you, doctor. You're listening to Impact Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, and co-host, Mr. Mike B. We got to get you like a like an echo. When I say C.L. King, you just got to say, and Mike B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, so uh, man, we're already at the top of the hour, so we're going to go rapid fire next, doc, because we got to get as many questions answered out of you that we possibly humanly can, uh, because it's not every day we get Dr. Beckford here. But I will let you know, I can parenthetically insert, doctor that i will be in the houston area during mm -hmm. spring break so i'm gonna look you up even though it's a huge it's a huge city I, I i can i can navigate my way around houston now black i know we in mayberry down here in eastern carolina but i oh, yeah. i get in i get into the h-town traffic my wife don't even drive in houston she don't she don't even get in the she don't she just sits in the passenger seat and closes her eyes and prays man i get Aww. I get right in the middle of it. Say, so, yeah, baby, I'm supposed to be in this in this mix. Uh, Greg says Love that he. It. Greg says not to forget him in our in our honorary doctoral uh, uh, ceremony. He says he wants to be no called. No worries, I I have post-its for everyone. <laughs> he wants to be called Doctor VP Gregory Smith. So we got to make sure to hook that brother <laughs> make up. Make sure that I spell it properly. Absolutely. <laughs> so again, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by Doctor uh, Tamara Beckford, and she's out of Houston originally from the islands and has traversed and circumnavigated the uh, United States, uh, traveling around 
down and really exposing her amazing personality and care for other people to those that are in need. We have talked thus far about, you know, the COVID crisis. We've talked about her and her frontline experiences and and how it still is and every you know she still works in the emergency room and she has mm-hmm. to come home and and like like we did in the marine corps with our nbc suits black you got to take it all off take man off. yeah right. and mm-hmm. uh so and then she t- she's given us insights about uh how she how she you know pursued the career of a doctor and the exposures that she got and mike you know he asked a great question about what if somebody's not sure she helped us understand that you know certainty will come through exposure and you don't have to feel like it's an all or nothing proposition did that sound like a pretty good synopsis ladies and gentlemen of course it did king it was you all right so (laughs) so as as, now one of the things that we do on impacting life 24 7 is is that we also look as we crest the hill of the top of the hour we Mm -hmm. we now say okay so we brought this amazing guest on she's not just a doctor but she's an entrepreneur and a philanthropist and and a a thought creator, a thought provoker with, um, within, within already having a great profession, but she's like, yeah, but I still need to do more. There's more I want to do. So Dr. Tamara Beckford is with us and you can find her at you are caring docs.com. That's the letter U, the letter R caring docs.com. Uh, we will have that in the show notes for our podcast listeners. We thank you for listening to impacting life 24 seven. And for those of you that are watching live, it's pinned in the comments. So doctor, when, 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 when we talk about your, your career and you got a beautiful family, what's stimulates Stimulated you, and we got a, a lot of a lot to get through. So just give us the rapid fire version. What stimulated mm-hmm. you to add this other component to to uh, what you're already doing great in the Houston area? What what added what what caused you to or what stimulated you to create youarecaringdocs.com? That's a wonderful question, and you know it's interesting because one would think, okay, you are working in the ER, you work so hard, you become a doctor isn't everything you, you know, you've gotten everything that you've asked for, you worked towards? And the answer was yes and no. So after working for a while, I realized that there was more out there than just working in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Um, It's wonderful. It's a wonderful profession. Um, I love what I do, right? I've dedicated 10 years to doing this, um, learning how to do it. And then I've dedicated additional more than 10 years actively working. Mm -hmm. Um, But after a while, you realize that you have a bigger impact than just the time that you've spent with um, people. So I started looking for ways to do that. At first, I thought maybe I would do it through um, doing entrepreneurship, through telemedicine. And um, after a while, I realized that, you know, working full time, especially in the surge, mm-hmm. I didn't have the ability and the, the capacity to take care of patients off from the ER through my telemedicine business. But while doing so, one of the things I recognized is that there was such a need to really have people understand what's going on in medicine and have an understanding what's going on within themselves. So at first I um, started doing videos and, you know, that's why I said I have a library of videos. So every Friday I would do something. And then after a while I said, well, why don't I impact people by talking to other doctors, Mm -hmm. I've been providing information myself. And that's how the podcast came about. 
And then after doing that, I'm like, well, health and wellness is so important. You know, that's why I did the videos. But I'm recognizing that I, as a professional woman, a mom or so, it's so easy for me and for my colleagues alike. We're in this pandemic and, you know, it's your health and wellness starts to get tossed, right? It's so easy to forget about that. And then even when you try to come back and try to take care of yourself, especially as a mom, one of the first thing that happens is that, oh, I feel guilty. Why? Because I took some time to myself. And that should not be the answer. You are given so much to everyone else. The statistic is even shown that 76% of American, especially women, are serving or taking care of others for over 10 hours a day, Hmm. like 10 hours. So why can't you dedicate two hours a month to yourself? Right. Like, well, why is this so challenging? Oh, I don't have the time. Or I'm the person, I'm the glue that holds my family together. Mm. Yeah, but you're the glue that holds it together. So if you yourself fall apart, how is the family going to handle it, right? right? So why don't you find ways to keep yourself healthy, keep yourself fulfilled, right. so that you can still be that glue that holds your family together? So that's the premise of your caring docs and your caring society that I've built. Awesome. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Dr. So tell us about the podcast and, you know, how that's going. And, uh, you know, it's just so impressive that you're a doctor. And I know that it just takes so much time, but the two hours too. tell me two part question. So mm-hmm. the two hours and then the podcast, where did you come up with just the two hours? Is that, I'm sure there's like a, medical reason or something (laughs) it's not directly a medical reason okay yeah for the two hours was really because once you tell someone who's busy you said hey i need you to take care of yourself why don't you take an hour a day the first thing that they say is i got the time right so i'm saying okay i looked up and i'm like there are 730 hours in a month There's no way that you cannot tell me that you cannot dedicate two of those hours to yourself, right? And so there are ways to do that. So that's how I built the society. In order for women to understand it, there are ways that you can dedicate those two hours. So you can do that through being part of the society. We have a plan where we have guest speakers and group coaching for accountability and helping you to put your health and wellness first. And if you don't have the two hours for that one Saturday a month, you can do the other portion of the coaching where for 30 minutes, once a week, you jump on and then we get you. How are things going? What are the challenges you face this week? How can we get you over those challenges, right? 30 minutes, once a week, times four weeks, boom, got two hours. Right. There are your two hours to yourself. I now, you. I think there was a second part to the question that you yeah, asked. The, the second part was just the journey of creating the podcast, uh, you know, because oh. my man, see how King did it. And uh, it's <laughs> awesome. It's been an evolution for sure. But, uh, you know, I see on uh, Facebook and podcast collab, people are always creating podcasts. But, you know, I think creating a podcast just for creating a podcast is not necessarily the right thing to do. But, Absolutely. you know, just tell us about yours and how, you know, how it started and just give us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So the podcast started when I started thinking, well, I've been presenting all of this great medical information. I'm an ER doc. 
but I have a lot of colleagues who can really help with additional info. So the Docs Who Cares, I reached out and you know, I had my colleagues said, sure, I'd love to talk about this particular specialty or this topic. And then after a while, we got even more into wellness. So my um, after reaching out to colleagues and asking within the matter of, um, I think four months, I was able to garner um, 100 <laughs> interviews. Wow. So yes. She was cooking <laughs> like so me, boy, that, that's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's good. So I mean, you know, after that, I really just told um, them, I said, oh, by the way, hey, I'm so excited. I just finished my 100th interview and others were saying, really, how did you do that? I'm like, well, you know, I batch or I, I did all of this, of course, on my time off. And um, I got the wonderful opportunity to do live streaming like you're doing here. And so from that, I now live stream every Thursday. So I live streamed earlier today and I get very, very, very like interesting guests. Like today, my guest was talking about medical malpractice. Um, you know, how to handle if you've ever been sued or had an adverse um, outcome in a patient. We have um, wonderful guests who talk about um, health and wellness, like uh, my wonderful um, sister colleague, um, Dr. Catherine Toomer. You know, she went over prior to the holidays how to enjoy that holidays without food without the gaining the weight. So um, I, I missed I missed I that episode. Exactly. I catch <laughs> Where the, re that. where the replay at on that one, yo? It is available. <laughs> so I have had very wonderful guests on my lives. And, um, you know, I do that um, every Thursday. So it's Thursday or Friday, depending. Because, I mean, I have to respect that these are my doctor colleagues. And, you know, we have to work. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah like Sometimes uh, we'll get it on a Friday. Those window so. pane envelopes do continue to show up. So we got to make sure to work. <laughs> now, uh, again, I'm, we're blessed to have, for those of you tuning in, we see so many people bouncing around. That's what I love about having two, basically, I have two worlds, Mike, that we kind of <laughs> work together simultaneously. We have the mm -hmm. world in which people tune in and watch us live. Then we have the world of people who listen to us when we were live, but it's not live to them. You know what I mean? Right. So so we, we're entertaining two microcosms of consumers. And mm -hmm. we're blessed to have in our studios Dr. Tamara Beckford out there in H-Town in Houston. And like I said, I've, I've tagged some of my Houston friends and family out there. And uh, hopefully they'll come and find you and, and, and uh, give you a hug and tell you how wonderful it was to see you on our show. Uh, doctor, you can get up with Dr. Beckford and her programs, which I'm going to get on rapid fire here real quick. You are mm -hmm. caring docs.com. That's the letter you are caring docs.com. So now doctor, before we get mm -hmm. bit by the buzzer, I need to go through these, uh, several areas and I like for you to give me a response to them. Okay. Like just give us a nugget of what they are. Uh, one of the areas that, that Dr. Beckford, uh, deals with is she has amazing speakers that are a part of her program and her community. And so the, I want to look at the first one, um, ignite and begin your transformation to your whole you. Uh, can you give us just a little insight of what that's about? 
Sure. So that's the wonderful Dr. Catherine Toomer that I just mentioned. So that's our TEDx speaker, and she's also the CEO of Total um, Weight Loss. So she helps people overall um, how to get their mind ready and their approach ready for um food and food intake. So it is pertaining to weight loss, but it's not just a deprivation. She has a proven technique because she has used it on herself. She's lost 60 pounds Ooh, and kept yes. it off for over 20 years. Yes. She had um, heart um, failure and she was able to reverse most of that. So 20 years of experience, life experience, developing this wonderful program. And um, she has it available for us. Okay, awesome. The next one, how to overcome adversity and thrive. That's right. So the wonderful Dr. Camilla Williams and Dr. Andrea Sonata. So within life, everything doesn't go exactly as planned. Some people have thriving relationships and some people unfortunately go through adversity. So these women have been through divorces, domestic violence, and also abuse, but they found ways to thrive despite that and still move on. So they'll show you techniques on how to do that and to keep yourself at optimal. I, I tell people, doctor, that I was forged. I was mm -hmm. born in a crucible of adversity. In fact, mm -hmm. the, the, my book, which is coming out in July, July the 24th, 2022, is entitled Who Ate My Brownie? And the subtitle is No Matter the Adversity, You Still Can Make It. And I use that voice when I describe the book every time. So the, <laughs> the next one is Weight Loss and Regain. Getting your Absolutely. mind back on track. And and these can be found on your website, Mike. So that's where I'm getting these these uh, nuggets so this from. This is the wonderful Dr. Alicia Shelley. So Dr. Shelley is the getting your back on track. She is also a podcaster. So Dr. Shelley has helped people who have lost weight, especially if you've done bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. There's always that myth and that feeling of um, a little bit of shame that can come along if you have regained weight people start looking at you saying oh i thought you did this but there's also a mindset to help you to overcome that so dr shelley helps women who have lost weight and they've regained that weight help them to lose it once and for all get that mind right so that you can do that and she's also a um, marathoner and she's currently um, training for the Ironman and she's documenting it also as she does it that's powerful we're blessed to have again in the studios on impact life 24 7 dr. Tamara Beckford and she is from Houston you can get you can find out all you can get access to what we're talking about right now by going to you are caring docs dot com you are caring docs dot com and we're going through kind of like the sessions and the mm -hmm. offerings that you have there on your website and so here's one and uh i like i said i don't i'm not scared mike i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i said i was so i'm gonna do it so don't be here's, scared. <laughs> here's, here's, an, here's, a, here's another topic that uh is on here and I, this is something that you can get access to y'all let's talk about sex Need we, need, need we say more? Tell us about need that, doctor. 
So we have the wonderful Dr. Rachel Rubin. So Dr. Rubin is a urologist. So she's a trained surgeon and she's also trained in male and female sexual medicine. So she's one of the handful of doctors within the United States that has this additional training. So she, and this is her term, is here to end the sex recession in Ooh. women so yeah that's <laughs> what she's here for so she's trained on all things women um different phases of our lives right so with women as we go through perimenopause menopause or even around those stages she has ways on how to help us to learn about our body and like she said and the sex recession those are her words no. <laughs> hey, Black, what do you think about that? What do you think about that recession, brother? Did you have cash in that recession, bro? <laughs> no comment. Because <laughs> look, no you know comment. why? You know why he's afraid to comment, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning in to Impacting Life 24/7 with uh, Mike B and CL King. But here's why he's af afraid to comment because we're going to be hosting our show live from his house. Uh, this coming Monday night. Okay. And so I might accidentally hit the replay button on this particular episode. Again, we're we're so blessed to have you got such a before I go on to the next two, I think we're I think we're good on time. We got about 10 minutes left. Before we go on to the next two, Doctor, I, I wanted to ask you this, okay? And Mike, you can Mike, you can weigh in on this. All right. So okay. here's the deal. Let me paint the picture for you. Mike is my friend. He's one of my closest friends. He's been my friend for 25 years, right? We came up. I, I know we look like we're boozy and we got our pinkies in the air, but we came up from the struggle, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> from the single wide trailer in the trailer park and dust road driveways, right? But when I go and, and I know Mike is hurting or I know Mike is, is down, mm -hmm. Mike gets my attention. And I try to show him empathy. Mm -hmm. Where I'm going, doctor, is how do you as a doctor develop good bedside manners? Develop? Because I've had some that I think they just did not read that part in the chapter of the, of the, of the class. Right, Mike? Have you experienced that? A lot. Yeah, I've experienced that, you know, with wifey being in the hospital quite a bit. And, uh, you know, being her advocate, you know, I'm ready to, you know, you see how nice I'm dressed and how nice, but when you start messing with family or mistreating somebody, you know, I'm going to show you a different side of Mike Black. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I see where he's going with that. And, um, you know, that's a great question. It is important. So I can tell yeah. Dr. Beckford has it because she, you can't fake the funk. She's a legit, she's a genuine person. But right. but it's important to those that are sitting on the other side of that bed. So how how do how do doctors get that and how do they work on that? So part of it is personality, mm -hmm. um, personality driven, right? So certain and this might sound very cliche, mm -hmm. but certain personalities are driven to certain specialties. Right. Ah. So with those of us who, if you're not a direct people's person, but you still love to have an impact, you love, you care, and then you might be someone who does a um, specialty that such as like radiology, or I know that we have um, behind the scenes, we have the forensic specialist, yeah. so you might have someone that does pathology, right? Right. So 
And, and they're not to say that there aren't pathologists who are, who are people persons or so on. You know, there are, but certain specialties lend themselves to that. Now with the person themselves who has to interact on a consistent basis with patients at the bedside, it's something that you, they do training um, while you're in medical school. And I think they're called OSCEs. So they have standardized patients where you are um, given an opportunity to learn certain skills, such as um, like delivering bad news. Like that's a hard skill. Wow. Yeah. 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 And um, I, it's a skill that I still use the training that I had from med school in order to deliver um, bad news. Um, You also have like, you know, how to, do certain parts of the exam. So not just the physical, but kind of the emotional connection that's made. Um, When you're in a specialty like mine, which is emergency medicine, you have to connect with the patient and their family pretty quickly. Yeah, you... Cause you know what they I, they come in already mad. They had to leave Church's Chicken a, out there in the lobby. Some oh boy, I'm just, oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> well, not all. Of them. That's so but wrong. Right, right. You know, you're coming in, and I right. wouldn't really say mad as much as anxious. Yeah, anxious. Anxiety is clouded. Right. By you know anger. That's kind of you know, but a lot of it is really anxiety. Yeah. And that's why if certain things you just try not to do over the phone. Like if you have a family member that's not doing so well, you'll say, hey, they're not doing well. Or, you know, can you please come in? But you don't deliver that news over the phone. I try not to do that. Why? Because I don't want that family member who is on the other side of the phone to be another patient who ends up with like, you know, driving like a bat out of hell and then gets in an accident. Then now we're dealing with a family overall that's having to now grieve more than one person. Right. So there are certain, um, and part of it too, is just being human. Right. I mean, I've talked about the training aspects, you know, that's the technical part. But you got to be human too. Yeah. Being human means that we're social beings and that we have empathy towards each other. Dr. Beckford, uh, someone says Patricia Mack. I don't know if you know her, but she says, yes, Dr. Do. Beckford, Dr. Beckford is an excellent physician as a nurse. It is a pleasure to work beside her. And so thank you, Patricia. I, I concur. Uh, she is, you know, here's the deal, Dr. Beckford. I'm going to put you on the spot because we don't do this all the time, but because you have, because you're, 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 if you got a wealth of information, number one, but number two, you deliver it where like I can digest it, you know? So we got to have her back black. That's my point. You understand? We, we've got to have Dr. Beckford back. Uh, to, and we'll just, we'll just go back over that t- topic that Mike didn't want to talk about, <laughs> but, and you're right. You're right. You know, it's like, she said, you've got to get, you got to do it rather quickly. Like, like, here's the difference. Mike is more of a prepared speaker, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more of an extemporaneous speaker, right? So Mike may want to be in a, in a medical situation as, as a doctor where there's a lot of prep time and you know what I mean? The, the whole nine. Whereas I'm just like, I just met you, your arms hanging off and I'm like, let's get this. You know what I mean? So, and, right. but, but what you said was really powerful. What she said was powerful. Mike is that you really got a limited amount of time with this total stranger 
to try right. to reassure them, to try to give them a path forward, to try to get them stabilized. And I would not be the dude to, that would want to be giving you bad news, Mike. Like, hey, look, Mike, I hate to tell you this, but I'm the last person you're ever going to see again. God bless you. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Yeah, that's not that's not good. So right. again, ladies and gentlemen, we are with Dr. Tamara Beckford. She is from Houston. You can find her at youarecaringdocs.com. Really, truly has been uh, one of my highlights this this we just rolled out January and I'm like man we are if we're if it's this high already Mike I don't know what we should do just shut it down because it don't get <laughs> it don't get much better than that so I wanted to go over real quick a couple more mm-hmm. of the areas that you offer Doctor staying healthy and developing healthy habits staying healthy and developing healthy habits now here's what here's what I want to tell you because we have talked mm-hmm. about we have talked about COVID nineteen mm-hmm. at nauseum right you hear it on the news et cetera et cetera et cetera. But I want to also hear, and I'm going to champion on this show, healthy habits. Because, you know, you got, you got to take care of your health, too. Go ahead and elaborate, doctor. Absolutely. So that's the wonderful Dr. Janika Benoit, also called Dr. J. So Dr. Janika is a internal medicine trained, and she did additional training in sports medicine. So she is double certified, Mm. trained, and she is all about how to keep yourself healthy. And she has a moniker, habits. So each of those word habits means something else. And it's a way to keep you going and thriving, even at times when you don't feel like doing it. But it's just really developing small little steps to do it. Her goal is to help women, especially who have a family history of high blood pressure, diabetes, or any chronic medical illness to try to prevent it, or if you're at the border, to try to reverse it. And mm. how she does that is through her proven steps of healthy habits. Healthy so habits. So our wonderful Dr. Janika Benoit. That's powerful, man. And the way she's introducing these people, Mike, I mean, you can tell that this is a very warm community, can't you? Very much so. Very much so. And tight knit too. And I definitely think that the podcast and just the network, I just can get that vibe. There's such a great network and, and y'all guys got great teamwork. I can feel that. Uh, Now Greg collaborate. So Greg asked the question and I, and I, I didn't see this anywhere, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, doctor, but he asked the question in the chat. What about uh, men participating? And you probably know that was going to come up. So what what do you is is that open to men or is that not at this time it's not open to men at this time but it's okay because i knew someone was gonna ask yeah you know who asked me that oh my uncles they said well what about us i said well it's not that we're neglecting our male counterparts we absolutely love you right but we as women in order to really ensure that we take great care of the family overall we need to make sure we take some time to ourselves mm-hmm. to make sure that we are healthy because we know that in a family, your wife is going to make sure that you go to your doctor's appointment or she will keep reminding you. Mm-hmm. Don't to get a doctor's oh, yes, Lord. If the, kid, <laughs> if the mm-hmm. kid is sick, the kid has their appointment booked and ready. However, if something happens, and your the woman in the family has to go to the doctor or even more importantly, not even a sick visit, but more of a screening visit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go and get my wellness checkup. Mm-hmm. They're easier 
to relinquish that appointment in order to do something else for someone for someone else. So the whole point of this is mm. for us to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we're here to take care of all of you wow. guys. She, she hit the nail on the head. I, I will have to confess my wife does that all the time. She, I have a sleep study, I mean a sleep appointment tomorrow because I guess I snore too loud, Black. I don't know. I'm asleep, so I can't hear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but but she will she will nag me to death about my appointments and then if something comes up she will she will divert her appointment to fulfill whatever that need was and so that's very very important and and I've we've had guests on this show to talk about that in the caregiving world where they they say listen if you're if you're not well how can you take care of the ones who who are who are needing your assistance, man, this has been a, a, again, another great, sh a great show, a great podcast. We have in our virtual studios, Dr. Tamara Beckford, and you can find her at you are caring That's the letter U, the letter R caring The last element that we have time for tonight is finally. And I, I, that segued into me needing get some sleep. Finally, Get the restful sleep your body needs. Tell us about that. Absolutely. That's our wonderful Dr. Funke Afalabi Brown. So Dr. Funke is a pulmonologist and she's a pediatric pulmonologist, but she is a sleep specialist and the CEO of a restful sleep MD. Now sleep is one of those parts that we often ignore for other things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this moniker, I can sleep when I'm dead. You know, I got to keep going. Sleep is a cousin of death. I, you know, I grind, I grind, and I don't need to sleep. Uh, I beg to differ. And so does your body. Because once, okay, so, <laughs> someone's hiding. <laughs> because the thing is that sleep is such an important part. It's a restorative part of us and our part of, and that's why we are made that way, right? right. You can stay up for but so long, but your body needs sleep, restore itself for health, increase your immune system, memory, <laughs> and also health-wise. So when yeah. we talk about the snoring, all the stuff that somebody mentioned on the podcast interview <laughs> earlier, <laughs> but all of that can oh, lead man. to adverse mm. health issues, high blood pressure, and, um, you know, pulmonary hypertension. It can, you know, there's a lot of negative effects that can come from having a lack of sleep or not having restful sleep. So Dr. Afalabi Brown is our expert and she's gonna highlight how you can get better sleep in order to improve the rest of your health. Wow, see, and you know, I, I do have a training that I'm actually, com that's coming up in uh, February. I'm giving a master class on the, a, a training I created called Grind Mode. <laughs> <laughs> but now I need to now I need to change the title of the training black to sleep mode. Huh? <laughs> Actually, you can grind, right. but you need to ensure that you give yourself time to get proper rest. You're, you're, you're telling the truth. And uh, actually in that, in that training, we don't, we don't talk about doing it in an excess. We actually use the word grind in a more positive manner because people, Absolutely. people hear grind and they think negative, you know what I'm saying? Um, so doctor, Oh man, I, I just tell you what, I hate that the music came on because it just seemed like we could continue talking for the next three or four hours with our great guest, Dr. Tamara Beckford out of Houston, Texas, the 
God's country. And uh, you can connect with her at youarecaringdocs.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, caringdocs.com. And this really has been fulfilling. And we just, I'm telling y'all, we just scratched the surface. So you got to go and connect with her immediately on all social media. You are caring docs or look her up, Dr. Tamara Beckford. Now, doctor, do you have a way that people can, I don't want to say test drive, but they can sit down with you at consult and see if maybe what you're offering is a good fit? Absolutely, absolutely. All they need to do is just, you can send me a private message on Facebook and let me know that, hey, this is where you contact and you found me right here on the IL 24 seven. And then we'll set up a discovery call and we'll see if the society is there for you. And if you would love to be part of the Your Caring Society. All right, Your Caring Society. What you what you think, Black? I, I, I can't wait till she, maybe she'll commission us to develop the men's side of the You Are Caring Society. <laughs> me and you'll be, be the, good. me and you'll be the mayor of youarecaringsociety.com, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are caring society, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's always that's a bill. So, Doctor, what we always do at this stage in the show, I know everybody regrets this moment, but it, it does have to come to an end. We would love for you to give a word of encouragement. Take about 30 or 40 seconds. Give a word of encouragement to our listeners who have been listening from all over the country, as well as those that will be listening later on when they download the podcast. Doctor, the floor is yours. So, I want everyone to know that we as a country, actually as a world right now, we are going through a lot of tumultuous times, but better time is coming. And we are here in the healthcare field. There are a lot of my colleagues and I who are working very hard to ensure that you are at your best. And when we get out of this pandemic, you are gonna thrive. And then this will just be a thing of the past because we are here for you and we support you and we thank you for your support. Oh, how powerful. Thank you for those amazing words, doctor. You're right, Greg. Absolutely awesome show. Even though Greg does say his bedtime is 830. So (laughs) I'm like, he's working overtime now. So thank you so much, Dr. Tamara Beckford from Houston. We are, we have been so enriched by our time and and not just by your content, but, but how you deliver it. I really, I really do. Thank you for that. And again, I'm asking all of our listeners, all of our viewers to go to go to youarecaringdocs.com and connect with the great Dr. Tamara Beckford. Until next time, doctor, because we there will be a next time. I'm going to come knocking on your door saying, I need you back on the show. Um, thank you so much for, for giving us your time tonight, okay? Thank you all, and thank you all for welcoming me into the community. All right, we'll, we'll be in touch, okay? All right, bye-bye. Take care. So, Black, that, uh, that concludes our busy broadcast week, right? Yes, sir. Or does it? No, no, no. I got one more. I got to do a show tomorrow because I got to close out my um, foster care issue. But what do you think about the doctor? What are your thoughts? Awesome, man. Just very good. I mean, she was so informative. Um, it just seemed like, um, I mean, I don't want to say the girl's superwoman, but man, you know, she's got a family. She gets a doctor. She does the podcast. I mean, she's very active and busy. So um, I'm trying to figure out when she sleeps. I mean, I know that they... <laughs> ER doctors do, they do crazy hours. Man. Yeah. Sometimes they do 12 on or work a few days in a row. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you know this- the, the thing that I picked up from her is, you know, us in the broadcast business, we're always rushing, right? Right. Because we only got an hour. 
So we got to try to get all this stuff. Did you notice how calm she was? She was very calm. I mean, think about it. If she's seen someone in a car accident and there's just all this assessment she has to do. I mean, it's triage. You know, they always in the emergency room, they want to treat and make sure, you know, you're stable. Right. So like her brain, not to say it's not wired like ours, but it's not. Her brain is like, you know. Her doing this was probably the most like calm thing she does like all week. Right. Yeah. She's just able to just talk and just be like, you know, this is what I do and blah blah blah. You know, it's probably very relaxing for her. And you know, Um, and then to be in to be in a let's call it a hostile environment where you know there's you put the you put COVID into the mix. You know, I'm just like uh, you know my mouth is like this under my mask. I'm like. Uh, I mean, why are you up in here? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're doc- like, you're like, yeah. Why are you bringing that up in here? You know what? Don't, don't you know that there- your blood pressure. Turn your head that way. I'm trying to get your temperature. Don't get you? Off me. Don't you know that there's a, a, a urgent care right next door? <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta bring all that sickness up in here? Lord forgive me. I know. I know. We're teasing. teasing. We're teasing. But okay. you know, the truth of the matter is, is that the juxtaposedness of our frivolity there is is that. Dr. Beckford being in the emergency room, it, you seem like it would be like the emergency room doctor would be like me, you know what I mean? Just spastic and all over the place. But uh, what she's recognized is, is that uh, those, those pillars that she's created in, in her, in her program, man, she probably has lived some of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, being right. an emergency room doctor, you know what I mean? Right. Definitely. I just, the thing I love about her story is that she had the presence of mind to say, you know, I'm not going to be a pharmacist and she tried it out i mean that to me just really spoke to me yeah that you know she had enough fortitude or courage to say well i'm going to turn around and spend all this money go to school and then end up doing something you don't like you know yeah. and uh, you know that was that was awesome i mean just you know her whole from start to finish was really excellent so ladies um, and gentlemen um again this is cl king and i'm going to be concluding our series on nowhere to go tomorrow night where I've been discussing in a three-part series about the the struggles North Carolina is facing with placing kids in foster care. They've been placing them in psychiatric facilities, brother. And yeah, you got to go back and check out the other two episodes. Um, But yeah, because there's a shortage of foster parents and a shortage of group homes, they have no other choice but to put kids who don't need those services into psychiatric care. And I'm, I'm furious because, you know me, I'm a foster kid, so I just can't believe that's happening. We will close that series out tomorrow. And then Monday, the the dynamic duo. Should we should we plan on wearing the same colors that night, bro? I mean, I was thinking about the Army Dad shirts, you know, but I, I don't have one yet, so I need to, like, get one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, our kids, because you, your daughter's in the Army and my son's in the Army. Right. So that might right. be something we could coordinate or at least wear army green or something. But we okay. will be we will have the broadcast uh, coming f- to you live from Mike Black's studio. And we're doing that for a couple reasons. Number one, just because he's cooking dinner that night. So I said, I'll bring I'll come on over, bro. But number two is because as we ramp up things with our book and other speaking engagements, I can't always be sitting in this chair. And so Mike will be having the whole show to himself and we're just going to, we're just going to do it. Like we're going to go fly up in the sky and I'm going to give him the controls, which, which he is a learner that way. He likes that better than just saying, 
hey, click here, click there, whatever. So uh, we'll, you got to tune in. It probably is going to be a hilarious night. We don't have anything scheduled, so we'll just make it up as we go. Black, what do you think? It'll be awesome. He can't stand should, that. <laughs> you should tune in because he's not going to prepare, but I will. Oh. I'll have every detail mapped out and eight, eight, eight things and 28 things will go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, just like tonight. Just when you get ready to come on the show, his camera wasn't working. I mean, his, he was trying to get that. I was all set up. I went to go get some tea. I was like, this is going to be an awesome night. The camera wasn't working. And then I have the Brady Bunch ragging on me. And I'm like, I'm just going to mute y'all. I don't want to hear all this mess. I really try hard. Every time I try hard. You do try hard, brother. And you know what? I appreciate, appreciate you about you, Black, is that you're the opposite of me, which is why we get along so well. Be, because yeah, we if, opposite. yeah if, if I was like you if we were traveling we'd never get anywhere because you're chill and then if yeah, you were like, like me if you were like me you'd have you'd have blood pressure you know 220 over 155 you know what I'm saying veins so, would be popping out of my head right. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike helps me chill and I help him put a little pep in his step so that's that's the beautiful thing and then Greg who of course is the VP he keeps us all in line uh, making sure that we actually do a show <laughs> yeah. like hello yeah, yeah, there's a podcast tonight you know so uh, tune in Monday night, that's a holiday, we understand, but uh, at, at Impact in Life 24-7, we're always talking about impact. And so please tune in, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this network, the Impact in Life 24-7. Thank you so much, Black. Thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Beckford. We so greatly appreciate you. Go find her at youarecaringdocs.com. Thank you to Danny. Thank you to Greg. Thank you to Katrina. I hope you're getting better. Uh, to all of our Impacting Life 24-7 sponsors, we salute you, we appreciate you, and we say have a good night and a great weekend. Thanks, Black. Thanks. Bye, everybody. <laughs>